for joining me again this Saturday for the topic of the immune system. Everything you need to know about the immune system will be wrapped up in the show today. Now that's not to say that there isn't a lot more to know, but today I'll cover some basics and some not so basic things about the immune system. So for those of you who have concerns about managing your immune system for the purpose of preventing or delaying or treating a current health problem, this show is definitely for you. And for those of you who are experiencing more serious health problems of any type, your immune system is probably involved in some way. And again, this show is for you. My name is Dr. Michael Wald, and you are listening to Ask the Blood Detective. The show is named after the nickname that I was given by a grateful patient many years ago when I diagnosed his wife with multiple sclerosis after she had seen many other competent healthcare providers. He simply said to me one day, you know, Dr. Wald, you're like a blood detective. And I just was stopped at that comment. And since then, I've taken that name on as a badge of honor, so to speak, to keep my integrity high. When I think of the term blood detective, I think of someone who really knows blood, who really knows chemistry, and is determined to do the detective work required to help people beyond just cliche types of approaches. So once again, today's topic is the immune system. And more, uh, more appropriately, I should say that there are immune systems. There's not just an immune system. At best, we might say there's an immune system and then there are sub-immune systems. The reason why it's important for you to know this is that when it comes to improving immunity, either increasing lower immunity or decreasing high immunity, and high immunity is autoimmune, we want that lower, and hypoimmunity is obviously low immunity, and we want that higher, one must know what part or parts of the immune system need to be focused on. And to take it a step further, I believe that nearly any health problem in the body can either directly be caused by immune problems or insults to the immune system, or these other health problems that are not considered immune diseases per se, result from immune issues. Either way, the immune system is fundamental to our health. It may not be the primary cause of every health problem, not even cancer. There are certain types of cancers that don't seem to involve the immune system at all, which seems a bit counterintuitive. The bottom line as a blood detective is that it is my job to figure out what is it within a person's biochemistry that is not working right, and then to prescribe dietary and other lifestyle and nutritional supplementation that is tailored specifically to the exact problems found. This approach cannot be written in a book. So I've written approximately 10 books, but none of them are appropriate for any particular person because they're not written for that person's chemistry. But they're a guide. They should serve as a general orientation, like anything else you read or hear about on the radio. Now, I wanted to do this show because I felt that there was a lack out there in the media overall regarding the deeper details of understanding of the body. And from that deeper understanding, we could then make better choices in terms of natural medicine. I'm faced with people that see me day in and day out who take bags and bags of nutrients and eat what they think is the perfect diet when they have no idea of the biochemical needs. But for many of them, it doesn't occur to them that their health problems still remain or are not completely resolved because they're not doing specific enough therapy or natural therapy. Let me give you all a quick rundown on the immune system, and then I'm going to reinforce these concepts throughout the uh, remainder of the show. I'll be talking about specific 
food approaches and lifestyle approaches and nutritional supplement approaches that are known to work for improving the immune system if and only if they are applied correctly to an individual. So the basics of the immune systems. So it is said that we have an immune system and we have different arms of that immune system, so to speak. One of them is known as the cell-mediated immune system, which basically means that there are cells like lymphocytes, which are antiviral cells that mediate an immune response. So when we are exposed to a virus, our lymphocytic cells or lymphocytes, and these are cells that are measured routinely by every doctor practically on a standard blood test. And by the way, there are many other aspects of the immune system, some of which I'll discuss today, which have to be ordered very specifically by doctors. And most doctors will not order them because they do not understand the test. So it's a good thing that they don't order them, but it's unfortunate. The, the non-holistic structure, I'll say that again, the non-holistic structure of allopathic or standard medicine today limits and compartmentalizes the thinking of these doctors who are very well-intentioned and intelligent, of course, but also therefore the tools that they use to find out what a person needs and what the problems are. So you will not have uh, an internist, for example, or a family practitioner checking T-cells, generally speaking, or checking what's called the complement immune system. That is far too detailed for that type of introductory work in the minds of a family practitioner or a primary or a PCP. And a person would need to go to either an immunologist or an infectious disease specialist to have those tests done. I do those tests. I check every aspect of the immune system and I use tests that are reproducible and that are standardized. Holistic medicine is loaded with some very interesting tests and concepts and evaluation evaluations, but many of them are not reproducible. They have no science backing them. And some of them, I think, are simply just fake and do not work. I'll be doing a show at some point in the future that explores what's good and bad, not just about alternative or holistic healthcare, but also allopathic medicine. I did a similar thing and I had a similar conversation in my Detox Deception show and my PH Lies show. So for those of you who have not seen the other shows, every single show, there's practical application in your life. I choose the topics based on what you want to hear in your communications and what I've seen in my 26 years of experience as a double board certified nutritionist and dietitian, someone who has uh, gone to chiropractic school and medical school, gathering this information. These topics are the most important topics. I want you to write this down uh, for a moment. I want to hear your questions. Write questions down, comments down as you're listening to the show and send them to info at blooddetective.com, or better yet, post them on my blog, which is found on my Integrated Nutrition website at www.integratednutritionny.com. I need those questions. I must know what you want to hear. So we started off by saying that the immune system has several arms. One of the arms is the cell-mediated immune system, and I said that one of the examples of the cells that mediate the immune system are lymphocytic cells or antiviral cells. So I would evaluate them by looking at a blood test and counting them in terms of do we have the right numbers, but then also microscopically examining a, a lymphocytic cell is very, very useful looking to see if it's moving appropriately. And if it's not or it's too large or it's too small or, it's, or the numbers of lymphocytes are too low or too high, all of this changes the nutritional implications for improving and balancing immunity. Then there is what's known as the humoral immune system. So on one end of the spectrum, picture in your mind's eye on let's say the left side of your head, we have the cell-mediated immune system. On the right side, we have the humoral immune system. The humoral immune system is involved in the production of what are known as antibodies. So antibodies are molecules that are receptive to foreign uh, tissues, foreign objects, foreign substances in the body, or chemicals, for example, or anything that the body feels it's, is not its own. And these antibodies produce yet different chemicals called immunoglobins. Now, when I test patients, and I do this with virtually every single person, I will check 
as I said, every aspect of immune system, I will check the, for the presence of antibodies to many major cells, tissues, and organs in the body. Even if a patient does not have a complaint in that area, the reason I do that is before a person has an obvious complaint of ill health, whatever it is, they generally do not have a complaint. So the body tries to deal with something, it tries to deal with a foreign invader, maybe it's a parasite, maybe it's a fungi or bacteria, a virus, a pyron, you name it. The immune system or systems, depending on what that foreign agent is, reacts and they work in a coordinated fashion more or less. And what happens from that point is that the humoral immune system will produce antibodies against certain tissues. Because aging really is an allergy to oneself, think about that. Our bodies break down due to quote-unquote natural aging. The tissues become not like normal tissues. The humoral immune system is the arm of the immune system that recognizes that particular change. And by the way, the lymphocyte immune system, the cell-mediated immune system, does not react to that. So specific arms of the immune system react to different things, and they often do work together. So let me say this again. As we age, or if we have a disease, an autoimmune disease, like lupus, multiple sclerosis, Hashimoto's thyroiditis, there is many, many neurologic diseases that involve the production of antibodies. There are more and more and more antibodies produced against your own body tissues as you age or as you have one or more of the diseases I mentioned and many hundreds, if not thousands of others. If I can detect an abnormal presence of antibodies to different tissues before a person has, has symptoms or even when they have symptoms and diagnosed health problems, I can direct nutrition to those specific tissues. So for example, I commonly find in those with memory issues, energy issues, uh, post-infections where people aren't recovering, let's say from Lyme disease, for example, that the nervous system is just damaged. And I will find antibodies against what are known as gangliosides. And when I see those antibodies, that means that the immune system detects degenerative changes against your own nervous system and thinks it's not yours. So it creates these antibodies, which create these immunoglobins, which produced chemicals, which try to clean up and destroy the foreign object, except the foreign object is you. That is the definition of auto or self, autoimmune issues. So think about this in your mind's eye. If I know the nutrition for the nervous system, and I can give it to you or an individual to help build the nervous system up, repair the nervous system faster than the degenerative changes that are being induced by the humoral immune system. You remember the one that produces the antibodies, which produce the immunoglobins, which produce chemicals, which attack and degenerate tissues. Then the immune system will say, hey, that nervous system is normal, so I won't make antibodies against it. Now, you might say, well, okay, well, what is the nutrition that builds the nervous system? Well, there's a few things you should know. Uh, one is the use of DHA, or dicosinohexanoic acid, which is part of that EPA DHA fish oil molecule that practically everyone uh, listening has probably heard about. DHA particularly is a major component of the nervous system, and it composes the cells, the neurons of the nervous system. So any degenerative health problem of the nervous system, in my opinion, will always require DHA. So I have produced a DHA oil that is metals free, that is highly absorbable, which is produced under virtually no heat at all, so it is not degenerative. It's easy to swallow. It is a liquid form because a liquid DHA has a far greater surface area in the intestinal tract being a liquid as it spreads out for maximum absorption, even in those that absorb very, very poorly. I also recommend the use of MCT or medium chain triglycerides when building and repairing both the immune system and the nervous system. Now, the list of nutrition goes on and on, and throughout the show, I'll be mentioning certain things. These will be the fundamental things that practically everyone should be thinking about. And most of you know that when I talk about MCT oils or DHA, omega-3 oil, that these are not nutrients only for the nervous system, obviously. 
Uh, MCT or medium chain triglycerides are the major component of coconut oil, by the way. I don't know if most people out there recognize that the majority of health benefits known to come from coconut oil are from the approximately 50% or so medium chain triglyceride content. I bypass coconut oil because it's high in the glycemic index and I can use 100% MCT oil. So when we're seriously looking at managing a healthcare problem, any neurologic problem at all, MCT oil is fundamental. DHA oil is fundamental. Although for those of you on blood thinners, DHA oil needs to be monitored in terms of its dosing against coagulation blood tests. Otherwise, you can cause a person to bleed too much. Now, once again, we said that there is the cell-mediated immune system, which is run by the lymphocytic cells, which are antiviral cells. And then there is the humoral immune system that involves the production of antibodies, which make immunoglobins. And the immunoglobins in turn make other chemicals which help to clear out the foreign invader or, or, or toxin. Let's step back for a second. So what are the types of things that cause immune disruption? Well, again, immune disruption is a general term that could either mean hyperimmunity, high immunity, in other words, autoimmunity, or it might involve lowered immunity or immunodeficiency. So when you hear or read something that says that this particular supplement or this particular food or this particular therapy is the best for the immune system, number one, your blood detective sense or common sense should tell you it cannot be true because different arms or portions of the immune system require different types of nutrients. And then there's the genetics of the individual. If, for example, you have a genetic problem in the use of zinc, you might take all the zinc you'd like and it may not affect your immune system. I, for example, do urine tests, which tell me not only the level of another important nutrient for the immune system, vitamin C, but I also measure the levels of a form of vitamin C known as dehydroascorbic acid, which is sometimes an indicator of improper use of vitamin C. So a person could take all the vitamin C, the best vitamin C supplement they want, and it can't work until you fix it. And by the way, one of the ways of fixing improper physiologic use in your body of vitamin C, which I find, by the way, in approximately 80 or maybe 90% of my patients, is to look at all of their biochemistry and provide them everything that they need in all areas. That's just the blood detective way. Everything gets fixed at once because it's all the same person. To try to compartmentalize and divide a plan or a protocol for just the immune system or just the hormonal system, etc., is artificial. It's sort of a shame that I do shows, and most of us who have radio shows do it on separate topics, which could lead one to believe that these topics like mine for today, everything about the immune system is somehow separate from, let's say, the digestive system or the nervous system, the hormonal system, or the gastrointestinal symptom or the lymphatic system, because they're not. So for those of you who are a little lost and thinking, well, okay, so we're talking about the immune system and Dr. Wald is talking about the use of nutrition for the immune systems. So Maybe some of you don't realize that nutrition can impact the immune system. That's a very fundamental thing. And for those of you who do know that, that might be thinking, well, how could anyone not know that? Believe me, many people and many healthcare providers do not know the role of nutrition for modifying the immune system. Now, the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition put out a very nice article called Nutrition and the Immune System, an Introduction. And this uh, article was very good. It talked about that nutrition is a critical determinant of immune responses and malnutrition, which means poor nutrition, listen to this, is the most common cause of immunodeficiency worldwide. I would also say that malnutrition is the is a common cause, maybe not the most common cause of hyperimmunity or autoimmunity worldwide as well. 
But what the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition article did state, in case you didn't quite hear it the first time, was that malnutrition is the most common cause of lowered immunity or immunodeficiency. Protein malnutrition is associated with a significant impairment of cell-mediated immunity. Now, you all know what that is now. That means cells that would mediate the immune response. So like lymphocytes, for example, that rush to the area in the body of a virus to manage it. But if you're a protein deficient, your lymphocytes might be impaired. Their ability to move towards that infectious agent, which is called chemotaxis, may not work. Then, even if the cell gets to the bug, gets to the virus, its ability to take that virus in, which is called phagocytic function, may not work very well. So for those of you who think that you eat well and you have a balanced protein, I would ask, how do you know that? You can't, unless you've done a bioimpedance test, which measures your percentage of muscle, water, and fat, and metabolic rate, and unless you've measured various immune tests. Now, some of you say, well, my doctor did a total protein, so if, if that's normal, I must have normal protein. That has very little to do in and of itself with whether or not a person has optimal protein. If a person has optimal protein, they would have, they would have a very favorable ratio of muscle water to fat as, as is measured on a bioimpedance or body composition test. I said during my laboratory test show that bioimpedance testing, also known as body composition, a test that measures the percentage of muscle, water, and fat on the body, is the most predictive test of morbidity and mortality that can be measured in a human being. Which means, as we grow older, as we experience immune dysregulation, chronic degenerative disease, aging, we atrophy, our organs shrink, they degenerate. Anything that you do to enhance the regeneration such as proper protein intake and absorption and utilization will generally be associated with increased quality of life and sense of well-being and a reduction in disease potential and certainly a delay in the time it might take to eventually develop a disease if you should live long enough. But then there is the question of absorption. If one malabsorbs protein, they will have a deficient immune system or systems. So their cell-mediated immunity may be impaired, but since there is a relationship, more or less, among the different arms of the immune system, and I've only mentioned two at this point, the cell-mediated immune system and the humoral immune system, there's also what's known as the complement immune system, which, as the name would imply, complements the other immune systems. It is a balance. It's an imbalanced, balanced system. Now, what does that mean, imbalanced, balanced system? Well, you know, there's this term that we all know about homeostasis. We've heard homeostasis, which is a term that implies balance, a sort of an equivalent balance across the board, except that's not how the body works. The body, where's the balance? Uh, if I think that practitioners and people, when they say that, mean that there's some sort of um, things seem to be working, so they consider that a balance. But just to be technically correct, we can't have one level of the immune system working exactly balanced to another level. There's a relationship among these systems where one may go up to balance the other one, which is down, which is over here and there. My point is that there is this unbalanced, balanced relationship among all areas of the body. And there is a term in science for this called homeoresis. Homeoresis is the term of imbalanced balance. Balance. Kind of like how the universe is. There's no balance in the, in the universe. There's all kinds of things going in various directions, but everything has a balanced relationship within that imbalance. We can bypass all of this semantics here by simply realizing that how we fix these things with nutrition is to determine the blood detective way, what you need, then you take those things and you make really sure that they're improving the systems you need them to improve. You cannot rely on feeling better. Too many people think that if they feel great, they're actually great. I can't tell you how many patients I've had with cancer or 
uh, immunodeficiency virus and other types of immunomodulating diseases where they are feeling fine and they have either no T cell counts or their immune system is extremely low. Sometimes because the immune system is so low, that's why, that's the exact reason why the person doesn't have symptoms because symptoms are produced by the immune system when we're talking about immune issues and of course other systems that may be involved. Let me say that again. If you do not have symptoms, let's say for example, you're exposed to a smoker or air pollution and you're not coughing. If you're not coughing, your immune system is either low or it has accommodated to the toxin, which could be okay, meaning it's dealing with it just fine. But there will be a point or there may be a point where the immune system gets fatigued and cannot. A person may have no symptoms when they're exposed to air pollution or a smoker because they're their various bodily systems are not recognizing the toxin and let's say a cough is not produced, that symptom. A much healthier example of an immune system would be someone exposed to a toxin like air pollution or such as smoking and has symptoms. Maybe they get a headache, maybe they get dizzy, maybe they cough. The body produces these symptoms so that the organism, which is you, can get out of there. That's the purpose of symptoms. So once again, for the so many of you out there that see me or think that your absence of symptoms somehow means that you are healthy or that you do not have a problem with your immune system, think again. So back to, the, to, back to protein, because we can speak about nutritional supplements, vitamins, minerals, herbs all day long, but if the dietary balance of protein, carbohydrates, and fats is wrong, you will have impairment of the use of those other nutrients. I see too many practitioners prescribing bags and bags of nutrients and paying very little attention to the diet, other than telling their, their patients that they should not eat sugar, which is of course correct, uh, to avoid gluten and GMO foods, which I agree, refined and processed white flours and fried foods and trans fats and all the basics and drink clean water and eat organically when you can. Of course, all these fundamentals are essential fundamentals, but the amount of the foods that are taken in must match one's metabolic rate and percentage of muscle, water, and fat. And then various immune laboratory tests are performed and nutrient levels and tests of nutrient use to put it all together. Now, deficiency of a single nutrient, whether it's zinc, or iron, or copper, or vitamin A, C, E, or folic acid, or B6. These are very, very key ones involved in the immune response. They're not the only ones. And if you have an immune issue yourself, you might not have issues with any of these particular supplements. But you should know that if you have all of your nutrition balanced, but you have even a single nutrient off, that can result in altered immune response. And that was observed and reported again in, well, many places, but in the article I mentioned earlier, published by the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. Now, on the other hand, overnutrition, taking too much, or overnutrition associated with overweight or obesity also can reduce immunity or cause autoimmunity. And then it's well known in medicine that low birth weight infants have a prolonged, impaired, what's called cell-mediated immune system that can be restored just by giving them zinc. And in the elderly, impaired immunity is enhanced by a combination of minerals in particular. So these are general concepts that may or may not apply to you or to other individuals. And the laboratory work and the blood detective philosophy of fixing everything you find at one time, looking at all systems or practically all systems at once, will give you the most complete picture, as I like to say, the most complete puzzle, rather than just a couple of puzzle pieces for trying to figure out what you need for your immune systems to work well. You know, I hear very often even health professionals saying this, uh, people who should know better, that one should take nutrition to boost their immune system. Improve your diet, take supplements, boost your immune system. If you have an autoimmune problem, you don't want to be boosting your immune system. 
you want to be decreasing your immune system. Does that make sense? See, all of my shows, I tell the truth, not by saying, here's the answer and you must accept that, but by explaining, for example, in this case, that we have two major types of immune dysfunctions. There is too much immunity, hyperimmunity, which is autoimmune disease, and then we have immunodeficiency, lowered immunity, or hypoimmunity. So if an herbalist says to you or anyone, you should take nutrition to boost your immune system, you should say, well, what's wrong with me? And is it boosting that I need or is it reducing? For example, with multiple sclerosis, lupus patients, Sjogren's syndrome, scleroderma, Hashimoto's, and other autoimmune, too much of a good thing immune systems, the use of approximately 1,000 international units of vitamin E may lower the immune system. Taking higher than average doses of zinc also lowers the immune system. Smaller doses, stay with me here, smaller doses of zinc and smaller doses of vitamin E can increase the immune system. What I just described is a proven but seemingly not so well-known or appreciated concept, concept in nutrition called the reverse effect. How one particular nutrient, in this case either zinc or vitamin E, to name just two examples among many, can be used at different doses, the same nutrients, to either increase or decrease immunity. Another mistake that I really must mention that I hear often, and it's usually in the area of herbology, is that echinacea, astragalus, uh, uh, golden seal, uh, ashwagandha, and other nutrients that have a potential for modulating or modifying the immune system, I'll read that these nutrients should be cycled. They should be taken for a certain period of time because they boost the immune system and you don't want to boost your immune system so much. So what sounds so, so off about that? Well, I'll tell you. First of all, these nutrients do not boost the immune system per se. What herbs tend to do is modulate the immune system, meaning if we have hypo or autoimmunity, herbs, if used properly, will bring the immune system down towards baseline. Those very same herbs in that very same individual, if that person has a lowered immune system, the very same herbs will increase the immune system. How do I know this? Why should you believe me? Because I've tested it on people for the last 26 years. It's important if you have a serious or chronic health issue that you want to resolve and you want to resolve it as accurately and as safely and as appropriately as possible as you see a practitioner who knows laboratory, who can do the appropriate laboratory tests. I am not saying that one needs tests for everything, of course not. But to not use that technology when someone has a chronic health issue of the immune system is just silly because you can see the immune system improve and you will know if what you're doing is working and therefore then how you can modify things. For example, I might start an individual off with a certain type of food plan and lifestyle plan and nutritional supplement plan and once I balance out or modify or modulate their immune system, then I start to pull them off certain things to determine what's the least amount of what they need, the least often for them to maintain their health. Okay, let's take a few steps back and let's talk about the immune system from a general sense again for reorientation. So the immune system is, it's basically a shield against disease is what it is. Uh, and it is extremely complex. There is no doubt about that. It is also very difficult to make sense of studies out there that say that this food or this nutrient is good for the immune system because studies are not studies of you, an individual. These studies will take a group of individuals that may or may not be of your sex, may, may or may not be of your age. They have different genetics and health issues. Who knows what else? But then they're given the same thing at the same dose because that's what science says. You have to give everyone the same thing, which defies common sense. But this is the scientific method. And then to make matters even worse, all those average people are put together and then a conclusion is drawn based on some fictional average individual. 
Now, I am not saying scientific studies are useless. In fact, they're not useless, the ones that are done at least correctly, but they should just inform you or me or other practitioners of concepts, which then we apply to a person like you. We give you certain things, we check your testing, make sure it works, and that's how you do it. So, number one, the immune system depends on and is influenced by a variety of factors. Everything from toxins to electromagnetic radiation to genetics to nutrient deficiencies, uh, nutrient excesses, uh, medications, and of course, various infections, whether they're tick-borne infections or parasitic or bacterial or viral. These are just some of the things that impact immune balance. And when the immune system is not working well or any aspect of the immune systems are not working well, then all hell can break loose. And by the time you're aware of it, the immune system may have compensated for several months, a few years, even decades. And this is why so many people that I see are very confused that they have tried through natural medicine to modify their diseases or chronic health problems or specific immune problems and it hasn't worked. Number one, they often have an unrealistic idea of how long it should take for the immune systems to respond. When one of my patients says to me, how long will it take for my immune system to repair itself? I have to answer honestly and I say, well, I don't know, but that's why we'll be comparing some of your tests and seeing how you feel and having you refill out your immune questionnaires that I've given you so we can see your scores reducing on the questionnaires, we can see your symptoms reducing, and very, very fundamentally, importantly, we have to see that your cell-mediated immune system, for example, is working better. Your complement immune system is coordinating things between the cell-mediated immune system and the humoral immune system. Now, for those of you confused by these big names, complement immune system, humoral immune system, that's okay because you'll see a person like me who knows that and will provide you with notes and details and learning materials so that you can, you can understand this to whatever level you need to, to feel that what you're doing makes sense and is working. You know, for years, I, I did not take my nutritional supplements on a regular basis. I am admitting it, okay? But after a while and seeing more and more patients and people and sickness and, poten and what happened with the health potential, when people took the right nutrients and the right diet and conducted themselves in a clean lifestyle, that I just simply knew too much. I never, ever skipped my nutrients unless I packed them on a plane and, and, and my luggage got lost. So when you, when you really get this on a, on a deep level, it's very easy to make these things happen, to take them and to structure life for success. So when a person says to me, oh, I keep forgetting to take my nutrients, I, I left them at home or I ran out this morning, I couldn't get them. I suggest that they structure their life in a way that they matter. So I believe I matter, at least I matter to me. So I have my nutrients, which I have determined from my laboratory tests and questionnaires that I need for my immune system. You know, being diagnosed with multiple sclerosis when I was 18, I have my nutrients at home. I have the same nutrients at work. I have them in my car. Uh, I will go to lengths. I will, I will program my calendar reminders to take them because I'm important enough. So that's what I do. The thing about improving immunity or any health problem, in my opinion, is that steady, regular efforts must be made, not a strong month or two or even a year in certain health problems. It is sometimes possible, though, for me to look at the results of tests and the individual, the person I'm, I'm speaking with and their scores on my questionnaires, and estimate how long it may take for immune repair. But these are just estimates. You go with the changes that occur on the test that look good and you continue to adjust the approach just like you would with a physical workout in the gym. You do what you can do, you record it, you push yourself, you adjust things. If you do the same thing all the time, then your body accommodates and then your efforts become less and less and less translatable to growth. 
in the case of nutrition, you adjust, adjust, adjust nutrition until your body gets to a point where it's at relative balance, it's at a good place, and by then you know what nutrition you've done at that point. Now, very often it is necessary for me to produce a supplement for immunity or one's overall health specifically for an individual, meaning someone might need 5, 10, 20, 30, 40, even 50 different nutrients to combat and to seriously improve immune dysfunction. That's just the reality of it. You couldn't eat enough foods to get those nutrients. So how can you take all of that stuff and how do you take it often enough, regularly enough for it to add up to health? Well, what I can do is with the help of compounders, I specify for them the exact pharmaceutical grade nutrients, whether they're vitamins, minerals, amino acids, herbs, and other phytonutrients, for example, that I would like balanced a specific way in terms of number of milligrams or grams and combinations of nutrients, which allow me to reduce the doses and the types of nutrients often that a person needs way, 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 way down. So it would not be unusual for a person who needed 20, 30, or 40 nutrients a day to only need maybe a teaspoon or two of a custom-produced supplement that I can provide, or maybe four or six capsules twice a day. See, that is doable. I came up with the idea of individually compounding products for immune dysfunction and other health problems for people because when I looked back on my records that I noticed that a good number of people just don't and cannot, for whatever reason, stick to the plan. I suspect it's because it's just too complicated in this life. So producing compounded supplements matters. And there are others of you out there that can take bags of supplements and that's no problem. So if you can do that, great. I just received a question in my email account, which is the following. Dr. Wald, what are your top nutritional picks for the immune system? So this is a very interesting question because although I might be able to give you a list, I hope that most of you realize that there can't be top picks really because the same immune system can be affected very differently by different nutrients. So I do the blood detective longevity panel of tests, which includes measuring all three major aspects of the immune systems and many sub, uh, sub arms, so to speak, of the immune system, along with many other systems. And then I provide a person the foods, lifestyle suggestions, and nutritional supplements based on their needs. So that list, so to speak, of nutrition may be very, very different than the next person that I see. But having said that, a clean diet, as I stated before, where you're reducing your intake of pesticides, herbicides, and fungicides organically whenever you can, non-GMO, probably non-gluten for most of you, along with then paying careful attention to the protein, carbohydrate, and fat balance of your diet, and how your food composition translates into your body composition of percentage of muscle, water, and fat. When you lose lean body tissue, as I said earlier, but I'll say it a different way now, when you lose lean body tissue or organ mass or lean body mass, your immune system is impaired, either in a hyper way or a hypo way. The question of what nutrients, what is the main list for the immune system, I think you'll understand now is, is a kind of a, uh, a misleading question. But we certainly need digestive enzymes of very high potency. I use a product called Detox Absorb, which I designed to help, among other things, digestion, because we need enzymes for digestion. But enzymes also, in part, make, it, make their way into the bloodstream, and they can digest antibody complexes. Remember that part of the humoral immune system that can induce destructive changes against tissues. The immune system sees these destructive changes and directs itself against those tissues being destroyed through inflammation and oxidative stress. And that is the definition of autoimmunity, which is a cycle of destructive changes. 
So enzymes are one thing if I were to give you this list. I determine one's enzymes based on blood testing of enzyme levels, but also overall nutrition levels, which could be affected by enzyme deficiency, body composition, for the reasons I've stated and others. And I carefully, I carefully bring an individual through what I call an enzyme loading test. I should say at this point that I don't recommend that you take any of the nutrients that I'm suggesting on this show without working with a competent healthcare provider. For example, with enzymes, if you should have ulcers and don't know it, enzymes will auto-digest your ulcers and make them worse. And the enzyme loading test has to do with taking smaller to large amounts of enzyme to a certain amount of tolerance in the system. I do a series of what I call functional assessments, like this enzyme loading test. That's a functional procedure to help determine an individual's needs for many different nutrients. Vitamin C, of course, is fundamental for immune function. Uh, Lymphocytes, uh, which are the antiviral cells, and also neutrophils, the antibacterial white blood cell types. They are loaded with vitamin C, or at least they should be. There are different types of vitamin C for the most part. And depending on blood pH, not saliva and urine pH, but depending on blood pH, I determine whether or not someone's immune system requires and their whole body requires either a buffered or alkaline form of vitamin C or ascorbic acid, which is an acidic form of vitamin C. I bring my patients through a procedure known as a vitamin C loading test to figure out their optimal dose. I also make sure that the urine contains vitamin C in it. It is not enough to have the blood level of vitamin C normal or high. In order to saturate all immune and and other body tissues, we need to see a spillover in the body once everything is saturated and fully satisfied with vitamin C of vitamin C in the urine. And then also in the urine, I look for whether or not vitamin C is working appropriately by measuring for the presence of a degenerative form of vitamin C, which would indicate that vitamin C is not being used well sometimes, known as dehydroascorbate. For malnutrition, which can result in immune problems, I measure no fewer than six malabsorptive tests. I am astounded at how many people that I see who have gone to some pretty reputable holistic practitioners who have never checked their patients for absorption issues or malabsorption issues. That is the first thing that has to be done. And I think you understand this, uh, most of you probably, from just a common sense perspective. If you're not malabsorbing, everything you recommend is going to be limited or prevented from providing benefit. For general immunity, meaning to improve the various immune systems, zinc is very important, but zinc requires stomach acid for absorption, and zinc requires proper protein for absorption. There are also different forms of zinc. Do we use zinc picolinate? Do we use zinc carnosine? Do we use zinc orotate? Do we use zinc with a combination of other minerals? This depends on the individual, and zinc, like all other minerals, has a very short window of toxicity which can reduce the immune system. Another question that I'm asked commonly is, okay, we figured out the nutrition I need for my immune systems. How long do I need to take these things? My answer is, for as long as needed. For example, with zinc, it's been scientifically determined that zinc deficiency can actually, or I should say impaired use of zinc and zinc deficiency, can actually be perpetuated through different generations of people. Like, for example, you might be zinc imbalanced because of your parents, and they may have passed on their zinc imbalance to you from their parents. And I suspect that this generational deficiency syndrome, so to speak, is also true of other nutrients. So there have actually been studies on this. Because people say to me, how could I be deficient or imbalanced or have this impaired immune system? I take these nutrients, Dr. Wold. I take them. What you take and what you absorb are two different things. What you take and what you need is yet another thing. You might need something that, again, was genetically just handed to you, and you'll need to take them for the rest of your life. 
if you desire to keep your health improved. So I usually use the analogy of exercise. If, if someone exercises and they're in good shape, they generally know that if they stop exercising, they will lose their fitness. If they reduce their exercise on some lesser but regular basis, they'll maintain their some amount of fitness. But if they stop, they lose it. The same with nutrition, it's no different. But I will say this, when I work with people, it is true that generally they may have to do a lot more work to get where we need to get them to really improve their immunity and their health problems. But once you're there and you stay there for a bit of time and get conditioned, you know, as a runner, the first time I ran 10 miles, I thought I was going to die. But by the fourth or fifth time I did it, it was nothing. So there were weeks I would go for a run and... Uh, with friends and they would say, uh, boy, you know, you ran that super fast and how do you feel? Once you get conditioned, it's easy. It's really, really easy. It may be hard to imagine, but it's true. If you stick to it, folks, you will get there. Regularity, doing it right, the blood detective way, basing your nutrients on your laboratory testing and questionnaires, all interpreted in a holistic concept that's why I pride myself on my holistic mindedness, which I'm grateful that I was sort of born with. My father was the same way as a holistic doc. Uh, I'm just wired to see connections and predict connections. Because of that viewpoint and perspective, I designed a software program, a technology called Blood Detective, that helps me interpret large amounts of laboratory data very quickly and accurately cross-correlating all the meanings. So for practitioners who are not using technologies, they're at a distinct advantage. I remember teaching at a cancer nutrition symposium several years ago, and I was speaking with a nutritionist who claimed to treat only cancer as her specialty. And I asked her what her uh, what laboratory technology she used to help determine how she would treat people. And she said, I I'm not good on the computer. I, I don't use technologies. And I shook my head very politely and I backed away very slowly. Um, that is uh, a shame. It makes no sense whatsoever. The most voracious reader, which I am and I certainly used to be, uh, when I was younger and we didn't have the use of computers like they are today, it's, of course, very possible, my dad proved that and other healers like him, that yes, you can be an excellent practitioner without computers. But we have computers, we have technologies, and they do help make the difference for many, many individuals. In the area of herbology, to skip to that for a moment, there are several nutrients which have immunomodulating properties, the doses of which should be balanced based on the person's body composition and other factors, but they're so commonly useful that I combined all of them in my immune balance supplement found on the Blood Detective website. I'll generally use that with an MCT oil, with my DHA oil, my detox absorb enzyme product and my detox eliminate buffered C unless someone requires an acidic vitamin C which is much more rare. Now all of this talk about the immune system being so essential to the body that we can have a hyperimmune or autoimmune problem or a lower or hypoimmune or, immuno or immunodeficiency problem are fundamental concepts for understanding the immune system. It is also fundamental to know that the immune systems respond one way or another and try to combat various insults to your body. Whether, again, it's a toxin or it's a, like a medication or a toxin in the air, water or food or toxins that your body produces inside of itself known as endogenous toxins. Whatever the insult is, the immune system responds more or less in a coordinated way or one or another arm of the immune system responds then it's pretty fundamental to know that nutrition in terms of fundamental dietary balance of protein, carbohydrates, and fats, and then the consumption of specific nutritional factors like vitamin C and zinc and E and various herbs or, or whatever that individual needs based on their tests, based on their symptoms, based on a blood detective interpretation, requires. These are fundamental reviews. Everyone should have a basic understanding of all that now. 
But what I haven't really discussed, which I want to discuss for a minute or two, is that you must first start with identifying what the toxins are, whether it's a heavy metal like mercury, cadmium, aluminum, or a toxin such as arsenic, or there is excessive antibody production producing endotoxins, or if a person has a leaky gut syndrome, which is always caused by something else, by the way, where toxins are spewing out of those leaky pores in the intestinal tract into the blood, causing a massive reaction from one or more levels of the immune system, we need to figure out what the toxin is, where the toxins came from, if possible, and if not, simply support the system, make it as resilient as possible against any known or unknown toxin exposure. To simply eat the right way, whatever that is, or take the right supplements, whatever they are, without doing the appropriate toxin tests first, uh, is a mistake. It's also a mistake to do tests for toxins which are unproven or unreliable tests. For example, I believe that hair analysis is not useful in most cases. The hair, like any other different body tissue, whether it's the thymus gland or the thyroid or fat tissue, will hold on or sequester toxins very differently. Just because you have heavy metals in your hair does not mean you have excessive heavy metals anywhere else in your body because your body's eliminating them through your hair. But hair analysis, even when the test is done exactly as the lab's instructions say, can be contaminated by external sources. So we would want to do the correct free urinary metals tests as one example, not a 24-hour DMSA provocation test, which will pull microscopic amounts of metals from someone's body, which by the way, you cannot avoid having some of these if you live on planet Earth. But the test would have you think you're super toxic with them. I wish I can speak more about that test right now, but the point is there are right tests and wrong tests to determine toxins. And toxins, the point of this conversation, do adversely affect the immune system. They may not do it right away. You might have to be exposed to those toxins for several weeks or several months or several years, but they almost always affect health in one way or another and therefore nutrition. The last takeaway concept I'd like to propose to you is that my blood detective philosophy tells me that, for example, if you have, if someone has ovarian cancer or they have prostate cancer or breast cancer or brain cancer or thyroid cancer, colon cancer, you name it, there's all of those cancers do involve problems with one or more levels of the immune system, but they don't only involve the immune system. Other organs w may take up the slack or at least try to. For example, if someone has colon cancer, they are generally very toxic and the liver and lymphatic system takes up a lot of that slack. So nutrition must be directed for all involved systems. So the blood detective philosophy is do the tests, do the questionnaires. We sit, we figure things out within a holistic mindset and you take what it is that you need and you adjust what it is that you need over time as certain tests and your body and your symptoms improve. Others may get a little worse because sometimes you'll fix three or four things, you'll stress out a few others, but that's why you look again and then you readjust, you adjust again, again, just like a workout and then you're good to go. So I hope that you gathered some important practical concept for an on today's show about about the immune system. My next topic, next Saturday at one o'clock on PRNFM.com is how human beings age and more importantly, how to improve your biological age and know you've done it naturally as opposed to your chronological age. My name is Dr. Michael Wall, the original blood detective. You've been listening to Ask the Blood Detective. I can be reached for those of you interested in seeing me at 914-242-8844. You can post your questions or email them to info at blooddetective.com or info at integratednutritionny.com. And the website is www.integratednutrition.com. Thank you so much for joining me today. And again, I must have your questions. This is your show. Let's make you your own personal blood detective.
because not only will that benefit you and your health, but you can then influence others. Have a wonderful weekend. Oh,